Good afternoon. Today is the 23rd day of Tevet 5783, corresponding to Monday, January 16th, 2023. We are continuing in the Tanya in chapter 14, which covers the readings from Saturday and Sunday. And the chapter begins by pointing out is that this rank of Benoni, this intermediary person, is a rank that anyone can attain. It's not something that's far away. And I think that that statement in itself is probably a very crucial statement overall in that it reminds his readers, his followers, that the goal of this book is to make sure that they are always striving to maintain this level or grow beyond this level. We're going to see towards the end of the chapter how ultimately the growth gets us towards connecting to the notion of being a tzaddik, even if one can never be of that rank, because that rank has to do with the soul origins as opposed to the actions that we may take in our lives. So a person can always attain this level, this intermediate level, at any time, at any place, because the person is always striving to reach that level. They're not a person who has banished evil. They don't like evil, but they haven't banished it. They're a person that lives in the struggle. And if you live in a struggle, one always can attain the higher level based on how the struggle goes. Um, and clearly one of the things that the Alter Rebbe is pointing out is that in truth, most of us should be living in this place of struggle and not presume, which we saw in the previous chapter, not presume that they have reached either the level of being a tzaddik, meaning that they are beyond reproach, or that they are sunk into the level of being a rasha, and ultimately being a rasha, meaning that what's the point in trying, because they can never get higher. So what's the goal? The goal, the task of the benoni of this intermediate person is to turn away from evil and do good, the famous words from Psalms, um, in all that they do, in deed, in speech, and in thought, and to spend their time in contemplation saying, wait, I don't want to be this Russia. I don't want to be this wicked person. And so I'm going to always strive to do the right thing. The goal being that through this constant meditation, we are saying, in essence, I recognize that the mistake I make may be what separates me from God. The sin, if you will, will separate me from God. And that because I don't want to be separated from God and I don't want to be seen as a wicked person, I'm going to do everything in my power to avoid that and to work towards it. Now, one of the interesting things that the Alter Rebbe that, uh, describes over and over is that in his particularistic idea that in from a Jewish standpoint, there is a notion that we are so connected to God that we're even willing to give up our life, sacrifice our life for the sake of uh, the sanctity of God. This idea, if you will, of martyrdom. He's very big into this, and clearly there is going. We one can uh, understand this given the world that they were living in, where there was a constant threat towards their lives. This is actually something that um, I think is n not necessarily as prevalent today, um, but one, but an idea that has time honored discussions throughout much of the of Jewish history the idea of would we rather would are we willing to sacrifice our lives for our faith um, 
very deep conversation, very challenging one. I'm not sure that there's an answer to it until one is in the moment to really say, like, oh, of course I would, or of course I wouldn't. But just even the notion of how strong one's faith would be. So he's pointing out that he that he claims that for his followers, that they hopefully will have reached such a high level, have attained such a high place, that that question, if it should ever arise, should be a very simple answer is, of course. And again, that's the notion that I'm trying to do everything in my power not to be separated from God. Um, and so he makes mention of that in this chapter, and he's already made mention of that in a few other places, is an idea that there's the love is so great that we're willing to give up anything for it. As he goes further in this chapter, he makes it very clear that so that the rank of tzaddik is not within a person, most people's grasp. It depends upon one's loathing of evil. So this is the notes and lessons in Tanya, which is in turn contingent on his experiencing that love, which is a gift from God. So he's saying to the people, look, you know you want to be tzaddikim, and it's very hard to be a tzaddik, so don't worry about being a tzaddik. Be the benoni. Be the person who's always striving to be the tzaddik. Be the person who's always striving to do good. And with that, you will have done good. Now, what's interesting is he makes this claim. So in the book of Job, there's a statement which we have encountered where uh, at the beginning of the of the Tanya where it said that God created righteous and wicked. So what does it mean that he created? Um, it means, seemingly means, that God created souls capable of reaching the rank of being a tzaddik, being a righteous person. Um, as such, what his message is coming around to saying is that don't presume that it's either. That ultimately you have to you have to go back to presuming it's an either or. But the either or is based on our our struggle, and hopefully a rising above that struggle, because we're told at the time of birth. We saw this also in chapter one. There's this that that oath that we're to take at the time of birth that one should be a tzaddik and not a rasha one should be righteous and not wicked what does it mean to be a tzaddik because how can anybody how can everybody be that and why are we presuming not to be a rasha so this is the benoni right so the benoni wants to be a tzaddik and does not want to be a rasha and that's the oath that we have to take that is the mission in life is to be this intermediary person you can see now how everything's starting to come full circle even this early in the book in his message to his followers is he's setting this up to say you are all striving for yes there might be a person who has attained or has been born into a certain higher category and in the hasidic parlance it's sadiq this righteous person and he is clearly within this realm the altar rebbe is, is a unique individual it's a it's a it's a person who is above and beyond he's a unique person most people never do that so He's telling his followers, don't despair because you're on the right path. And to, and instead of saying, and the despair shouldn't be to say, oh, well, if I can't be a tzaddik, well, then who cares? No, the point is exactly opposite. The oath is saying, you can, you have to, you can always strive towards being a tzaddik, a righteous person. And you have to be very careful because you don't want to fall into the trap of saying, oh, therefore... If I can't be that, then who cares? Um, 
Now, in the midst of this chapter, he also gives us a message. There's a lot of stuff, as I, as I said from the beginning, the goal here is not to get through, go through every single line, but to point out some highlights and to think things through. So one of the things he says here, skipping over a few other points, is in order to make that choice, you have to set yourself time to think about what are the things I don't, I don't want to touch, I don't want to be part of. What are the things that I loathe? He loses that word of loathing that my, my soul should think is disgusting. We have to take time not just to think about the good, but to say, oh, how do we avoid the evil, right? That's this line again, avoid evil and do good, right? You have to, you can't just, it's not just say I'm going to avoid evil, it's, it's thought, speech, and action to avoid it at all costs, to avoid sin at all costs. And ultimately, if you do all of this, and this is how the chapter concludes, you will have attained and begun to touch this righteous person's soul-like state, you will never be the tzaddik in the soul statement, but you will connect to it. And that's what it also means to be a follower of a Rebbe, right? So the Rebbe would be in the guise of the tzaddik. He'd be the unique individual of the generation. The Alter Rebbe doesn't develop that so much, but a lot of the other Hasidic courts really develop that idea much more thoroughly. Or at least they develop it much more overtly, and maybe he's developing it, covert, developing it covertly. But he's saying that if you follow this path, you will have attained such a level that you will be connected to, and as if you are the righteous person. You'll be one step removed, but you will be on that path. You might constantly have this struggle inside of you, and you can never be complacent, but you will eventually reach this higher place. So... What I've been, what I find very fascinating, and this is sort of an overarching principle that we've been seeing, he's been building and building and building, and he's continuing, going to continue to build on this point over and over. How do you speak to a follower? Right? He said at the beginning, I'm writing this book to speak to these people, and I know it's not going to hit them the same way it's going to hit the person if they were meeting with me. So what does he do? He's repetitive, but he's repetitive in different ways because he's hoping that if I say it one way, this person will get the message. If I say it a slightly different way, this other person. One of the beauties of this book, and actually when you start to really investigate books that work towards self-help and self-discipline and self-compassion and spiritual growth, you'll see oftentimes the authors will repeat themselves or different authors will have slightly different ways of saying the same thing, which is why the shelves just keep getting full and full of people writing. Because what hits one person doesn't necessarily hit another. And so you have to keep going at it. You have to keep throwing. I always talk about this, right? You throw the you throw the darts at the wall and you, you throw the, the spaghetti at the wall and you hope something sticks. Spiritual growth is not an easy thing to attain. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of energy. It takes a lot of effort. It takes a lot of trial and error. And the trial and error can also be what book do I choose to read and does that book really speak to me? I might like a cover. I might like a title open it up, maybe not so much. I can't just give up. I have to try something else. His message in his introduction is a very is in the same line saying, look, I'm going to try to present this to you in writing. Writing automatically makes what I want to say a little bit more... Uh, it it concrete, concretizes it, but it also creates this challenge of limiting what I'm going to say. So I'm going to try to say it in many different ways. 
building one on the other. So it's not just the mishmash, but it's a literal step-by-step process. And ultimately, hopefully the message will get across. And what's the message, at least so far as we've been studying this? The job of most of us is to work and to constantly be working towards spiritual growth, towards the growth, towards connecting to God. That is the message of the Tanya. That is the message of most self-help books and and as such also the message of the Tanya. So with that, I want to wish you all a wonderful rest of your day and we will continue and catch up with chapter 15, hopefully within the next day or so.